This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 66. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I apologise if the sound quality is a little bit different today. I'm actually not in London. I'm uh, staying with a friend and I'm recording this here in his kitchen, which is a little bit echoey. So apologies for that. We had a fantastic weekend of language learning in London last week. Uh, we had the first ever Polyglot Pub event on a Friday in this fantastic pub in uh, nearby Waterloo Station. I had about 25, 30 uh, language learners come down from, people came from all over the world actually, not not obviously especially for that event, but we had people from lots of different countries. Fantastic thing going on. We also had the Polyglot Workshops on Saturday and Sunday where we um, took about, I think we had about 15 people each day, taking them through this fantastic program of language learning stuff that we'd put together on the topic of virtual immersion, which is you know how to learn a language from home, you know, when you're living in your home country and not abroad. But anyway, let's get on to the topic of today's show. Before we do that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki, where I get my language lessons every single week. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash uh, what was it? Forward slash free lesson. There we go. Got it right eventually. So let's dive into today's question from second time questioner Andy. Hi Ollie, Andy here again from the centre of England. Thanks very much for answering my question about extensive listening back in episode 57. One of the things that you mentioned is your level in a language and that made me start to think about when you're starting out it's very difficult to know what the next level should look like and what you should be able to achieve. For instance when you start and you achieve that A1 level what will you be able to do there what then with A2 is a realistic achievement in terms of talking to native speakers, B1, B2, C1, C2 and onwards. In your experience, having gone through this process many times, I wonder if you could give us an idea of what each of these different steps along the way look like to you. Thanks a lot, Ali. Bye. Okay, Andy, thank you very much for a great question. I really like this one. What does it actually feel like at different stages of the process of learning a language? And yeah, it's it's something that... I guess when you're doing it, when you're learning a language for the first time, you don't really know, right? I mean, what should it feel like? How do I know when I'm there or when I'm not? And um, I've got, yeah, I've, I think I've got a, a very good perspective of this and, um, and what it does feel like. So I'll talk through my experience of that. Now, Andy mentioned a few different numbers there, A1, A2, B1, B2, and so on. If you're not familiar with that, it's from something called the Common European Framework of Reference. And this is a framework that's a very good framework that describes different levels of language proficiency. I'll put a link to this in the show notes uh, if you want to check it out, which will be at iwillteachyouanguage.com forward slash episode 66. And it's very well documented, actually, you know, the CEFR levels and what they mean. So I think what I'll do instead, instead of just kind of reading off what it says in those different band descriptors, I'll just tell you what it's like for me and how I identify with the different levels. The first thing I'll say is that, you know, I don't, I don't, I never measure my progress according to these, the CEFR levels. I mean, it's useful in the sense of kind of, you know, n being able to describe your level and being able to analyze different levels of proficiency. But personally, you know, I, I never, I never really judge myself on those terms um, because I generally have 
one goal when I'm learning a language, which is to, to learn to speak. And I see it as one kind of very long organic process. And it, it is outlined and described in the CEFR, so you can have a look at that, and it's kind of interesting. But instead, for me, I, I like to think of the different levels of proficiency in a language in terms of what you're capable of doing, right? So starting from the very beginning, you know, you have A0, and this is, I don't think you can actually, this isn't an official level, I don't think, A0, but A0 is essentially when you're a complete beginner. Maybe you've learned a couple of phrases, you can say hello, goodbye, something like that. Uh, essentially, you're, you, you are not able to use the language at all. After that, around the A1 level, this is where you've studied for a bit, you know, maybe you've done uh, a short course or half a textbook or something like that and you're able to kind of give very basic self-introductions you know you can't really use the language yet at this point I, you know when you first start learning a language and you've got that kind of honeymoon period at the beginning when you're first learning you're kind of how to say hello my name is and and to ask basic questions and you feel really pleased with yourself right and then there comes a point fairly quickly when you realize actually this I don't know anything. I can't actually interact. Um, there's so much I don't know. That for me is the A1 level. All right, so you really can't do much, but you can say some things. You're starting to get an idea of what the language is. Now, uh, moving on from that to A2, this is for me the most frustrating stage of a language, and it's where a lot of people get stuck. And this is where you have studied for a fair bit. You've you can't really speak yet. You can't hold a conversation because there's just too much you don't know. So, okay, so communication is difficult. You might be able to express yourself to say a few things, but you probably can't. There's a lot that you can't understand, and so that makes a conversation difficult. The problem with this stage, the reason that this stage is so tricky is because you've got this greater, this heightened awareness. You realize how much you don't know, and so it can be very, very frustrating that you know you lack vocabulary for this or that your your grammar is just not up to speed and um yeah that's that's the the, <laughs> the stage that i i dislike the most and but it's also the hardest to break through because the next step is a kind of b1 level and this is where you can hold a conversation all right so b1 is the point where you can start to actually functionally use the language for 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 good reliable communication so a B1, you can hold a conversation, and it's and it's uh, it's kind of cool. But the problem is that you can't um, your your range of expression is really restricted. Okay, so there's this you've still got a big hole in your vocabulary. There's lots you can't do, and really the the things that you can talk about they're very limited to the to concrete things. Okay, you can't really handle any type of abstract thought as abstract concepts. It's all stuff that's very very functional. Um, so you can have a conversation, and it's, it certainly serves as the basis of um, of, of good communication. Um, and if you got to that stage, then you've done really well, because a lot of people don't actually make it that far. Okay. Now, moving on from there, we get to B2, and this is where, B2 is where you can kind of comfortably hold conversations on a variety of topics, and, and that includes things like um, you know, more abstract topics, things that, that are more difficult to explain, and also less common topics, so things that you don't encounter that often. Now, in order to get to the B2 level, um, it, it's, it's kind of difficult to say how long that would take. It really depends on the language, but for me, B2 is when you can really, this is where you really have ownership over the language. Okay, You're not speaking, 
you're not speaking perfectly, you're making a bunch of mistakes, but your vocabulary and knowledge of grammar is such that, you know, you can communicate without too much difficulty. Now, there's a kind of a nice rule of thumb that I have for B2, which is this. If you can go to the pub with someone and enjoy that time in the pub with someone, they're at a B2 level. Okay, that's my that's the bar that I put at generally. If you can, if you can, if you would go to the pub with someone, they've probably got a B two level. Because anything less than a B two, and you just can't, you, you can't really interact enough to have an enjoyable conversation. Now, after that comes C one, and C one for me is where you know really, for, to all intents and purposes, you fit in naturally in any any or all. Uh, social situations okay you can express yourself perfectly well you can understand most things uh, you don't make you will still make mistakes but not that many and conversation is just generally easy this can only really come from spending from you know a lot of time spent in the company of native speakers and it's a it's a fantastic stage to reach because you just um, you can just really have fun with the language you can enjoy every bit of it you no longer get those kind of headaches that are associated with trying to hold longer conversations. And uh, yeah, that's for me. If I can get to C one in a language, I'm 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 happy. I, I don't I don't I don't generally need to go much beyond that. Um, the next level, of course, is C two, which is where you've got a, a strong command of the language in almost all situations, and that includes academia as well. One of the things that really separates a C one from a C two is your ability to to function in academic topics, things like uh, literature, academia, you know, stuff that's that you it, it kind of specialized knowledge, right? In order to to really be fluent in that kind of uh, those kind of topics, this is only something that really comes at C two level. And it's it's important to know that there are really plenty of native speakers that don't necessarily have a C two level. You know, if you're someone that who's never really studied much at school, maybe you dropped out of school, you've never really read at all, then, you know, you probably wouldn't pass a, a C2 exam because there's, there's just too much academic language you don't know. All right, so for me, um, I I wouldn't... It's very difficult to say whether whether a language level is at C1 or C2. Um, it, it kind of fluctuates as well. I have, I've certainly been at C2 level in languages, but it's... I think for me, I probably wouldn't confidently say that I have C2 level in any languages at the moment, simply because most of the way that I use my language is just conversational. It's with it's with friends, it's in social situations. I've never used a language in a university academic context. you know. So the lines do begin to blur, and, and it's important to note that across all of these different spectrums, uh, the lines are very, very blurry, you know. You could look at, you could listen to what I've just said and say, okay, well, you need to be C1 to be fluent, or whatever that means. But then, you know, I've known people to be very low level, A1, A2, but still, you know, be able to make loads of friends and have a really good time. So it is very, very kind of blurry. I, my main benchmark is that B2 for going to the pub. You know, uh, B2 is also generally the level where you would have to be at in order to get into a university abroad as well. So hopefully that gives you a kind of idea of, of, the 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 demand or what you need to be able to prove in that language. All right, so I hope that helps, Andy. I hope that gives you an idea of um, of what to expect and, what, and what's to come um, for you in your in your languages if you haven't already got there uh, yet. If you'd like to ask me a question, please do. I love to get voicemail questions. 
you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask to do that. I'd also really appreciate a star rating and review on iTunes because that helps other people like you to find the podcast. And if you'd like to, to do that, then you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash review. Now, I'd like to thank once more the sponsors of the show, iTalkie, where I, you know, without iTalkie, I wouldn't be able to get to these high levels in the language because, uh, you know, they just make conversation practice so easy. IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash start speaking is the place to go for a free lesson. And at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And what I thought I'd do this time is leave you with a, a, an interview that I did in Portuguese uh, with a with a, with Jimmy Mello, who's a guy who runs My Polyglot, which is another another great language podcast. And the reason I'm linking you to this is because um, we have this very long conversation in Brazilian Portuguese. Um, it's pretty long; you wouldn't have to listen to all of it. But this topic came up of you know what level are you in a language? And I was saying to him, you know, I don't consider myself to be a C2 in Portuguese because I've never really used it academically and he kind of responded and said no I, I agree with you but it's but you definitely have a c1 level in portuguese so if you'd like to check that out have a listen to that that gives you an idea of what a c1 level would be in a language now obviously if you don't speak portuguese it might not be that informative but again it's just another way to kind of give you guys an idea of what a c1 might sound like i'll put the link to this in the show notes i will teach you language.com forward slash episode 66. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.